0: Welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. Could episode 31 be the episode of my podcast that changes your life? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find out. I only record this podcast one time and I do make notes, but I don't always know what I'm going to be saying during the podcast. So I hope what comes out of my mouth is going to be something that at least contributes to changing your life just a little bit. After a year, I feel like actually a professional podcaster, I gotta admit. I now have my own office, I decorated it, I'm doing this podcast from here. It feels comfortable, it feels inviting. I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram at dietitian underscore dad so you can see what it looks like. I feel like even though I've done 30 episodes of this and I've covered a lot of nutrition and weight loss and health topics, I I can do this forever because there's so many things to talk about in so many different ways. Have you reviewed me yet? Because I got about 40 reviews. I'll take more if you're a, a loyal listener. I listen to other podcasts and I've never reviewed them and every time I say I'm going to, I then forget to do it. So... I'm going to try after this podcast to go and review like five of my favorite ones because I know how important it is for them. So if you haven't reviewed them yet, please go and do so. I would really, really appreciate it. So what are we going to talk about today? We're gonna to, We're going to dive in a little bit to something that is common and things I've touched upon in the past, but I'm going to get a little bit deeper into it. And that are what are your calorie needs, what are your protein needs, what are your fiber needs, your carb, all the things that you need each day. And I'm going to try to make it so that it's not overwhelming to you after listening to this, so you can take that information and apply it to your daily intake, if you're on a weight loss journey, if you're on a health, bettering yourself journey, whatever it may be, you're going to hopefully finish this podcast with just a little bit of extra um, knowledge and power to continue to overcome and push yourself. Speaking of protein, I am currently sipping on a protein shake, fueling this podcast, giving me the energy to Make you want to listen to me and make you feel pumped up. Um, I actually do uh, make my own protein powder, with. I've done that for years and I've learned a lot in the protein industry. But sometimes I want something different, so I do uh, Jim Stepani's protein. You've heard me talk about him. It's called Pro Gym, and it's really got a great taste to it. I'm not being paid to tell you that, I'm just telling you that I like it a lot and I'm a big fan of Jim Stepani. So if you Don't know who that is, J-I-M-S-T-O-P-P-A-N-I. Go to his website or look him up. He makes a pretty good-tasting protein shake. All right, before I jump into the main point of this podcast, as you know, if you listen to me, I do a small side topic. And this one's going to be pretty quick, but it's an important concept. And it's the concept of short-term versus long-term. Not in terms of goals necessarily, although those are also important. This, this important concept that I think our country has lost its way on. Especially now more than ever when everything is quick and rewards are fast and they come at you without much work. So the weight loss and the diet industry has taken that, and they always have, but they've probably even more now, to try to convince you to pay them for quick fixes and things that don't take a long time, quick weight loss. You know the deal. You've heard it. But you know what? Even to this day, I, I, almost every day, I talk to somebody that gave somebody else a good sum of money because they promised them that they can lose a lot of weight quickly. And, and you all know better. When you lose weight fast, you know, I think you know that you are going to gain it back probably just as fast. Yet we still continue and repeat the same patterns. So if you think about other parts, other analogies to life, you look at marriages, and a lot of marriages do end up in divorce these days. I think it's half. But I don't know the studies. I haven't looked them up for this podcast. I'm just kind of talking. But when somebody elopes or, or two people elope, they hardly know each other. I think the chances of that marriage surviving are probably less than if somebody took classes before, let's say, they were engaged for two years and they really worked on themselves and what they want. You would hope that that marriage would probably last longer. There are always exceptions, though. The point is, is that the short-term versus the long-term, the preparation, the things that go into it, usually result in better long-term outcomes. I can go right now and clean out my closet. I can just throw things away. I can just move things around, put them in boxes, but my closet may still be kind of messy. If I took longer periods of time, maybe every day, and just went through one box and kind of got rid of things, or or my garage, or whatever, then at the end of it, I will have a permanently clean closet, or a permanently clean garage, unless I mess it up again. So the short-term quick fix thing, where maybe I just throw a bunch of stuff away, or move it around, or put it into another room, obviously isn't the answer. I mean, there's a million analogies here, let's just talk about becoming an expert at something, whether it's a profession, or a, a musical instrument. Um, you have to practice hours, 10,000 hours, if not more, to become truly proficient at something to where you're permanently going to continue with the skills that you need. So let's, let's take all those analogies back to weight loss or bettering your health. Number one, obviously it takes time. It takes a lot of time, a time a lot of people don't want to take. But the people that do and lose weight slowly are going to see that weight stay off permanently and that's really the ultimate goal here is to permanently alter your weight loss to permanently alter your health so you don't go backwards by doing quick things like medications for instance may just mask a larger problem that never goes away versus doing what you need to do to let's say lower the blood pressure lower the a1c if you're a diabetic get off your cpap if you have sleep apnea These things take a lot of time and a lot of effort, but they also take a lot of knowledge and understanding and research and possibly even utilizing an expert to help you along the way. So when it comes to losing weight, yes, you can go on a low-carb diet. You can go on a a type of diet that results in massive weight loss, like 10 pounds in a week sometimes. Um, But there's just no way that you can keep that weight off. So you get this high... You know, where you feel like you did something, but then the letdown after the weight is back on is even worse, and you're actually starting off even further back than, than before. And if you are listening to this and you've been down this road, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I know you know it, and I never want you to have to do that again. So in my intro, I say no quick fixes or easy answers, if you listen to me. Perfect example here. You're not going to hear me tell you how to lose weight quickly because it just sustainable weight loss is just not going to happen that way. So I just want to remind you as we get into our main part of this podcast that if you were falling victim to quick diets, going, you know, paying money to somebody to lose weight, whether it's even weight watchers or something like that, possibly. I'm not saying it's bad to use weight watchers, but sometimes they promise things to get you to lose the weight quickly. I've talked about that before. So, if you're kind of going down that road again, I want to bring you back and I want you to real just kind of restart If you need help, reach out to me. I'm going to go over some things right now to help you, hopefully, and let me know. All right, let's move on. Let's change some lives here with information, information that you can take and use. That's why I do this podcast. Okay, let's get into calories. First of all, I think as we get further and further into this, the years go by, we're going to start to see a de-emphasis on actual calories. I think it's starting, I'm starting to see the swing go from less counting of calories and doing more of other things. That's for another podcast. What I want to focus on right now is how many calories do you need a day? And let me just say this. Many of my listeners have weight loss surgery, but this isn't a weight loss surgery podcast. Technically, not every episode goes into that. But I'd like to point out that this is a good way of thinking of calories and why it's important sometimes to see the, and how they lose weight. Because anybody who has weight loss surgery automatically decreases their calories by a lot. And what happens? They lose a lot of weight doing so. But they end up hitting a plateau sometimes. They don't keep losing weight. So the, the weight loss surgery patients, it's not easy by any means. But they do have it a little bit easier only because they just physically cannot eat as many calories. If you're somebody without weight loss surgery, you have to find a way to decrease your caloric intake. Yes, you do technically, um, and you know see that weight loss. But here's the here's the kicker with calories, and this is this is where it's really important to know. We just don't know you specifically, okay, you, how many calories you need to consume per day to maintain whatever weight you currently weigh. We also see fluctuations because every day you get a little bit older things change each day in terms of your stress levels um your activity levels so not even it's not even a consistent number every day see how hard that can be so even for me when I look at calorie intake and weight loss I can't focus on just one day because it's not enough data it's not enough time we have to focus on longer periods of time which goes back to my Topic in the beginning of this podcast with having long-term goals instead of short-term goals because it takes time to really see how your body responds. Okay, so what am I saying here? I'm saying that that you can try to find a caloric intake that works for you, and and let's you know you'll hear the numbers fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred. You'll hear the numbers eight hundred to a thousand if you have weight loss surgery. You might even hear upwards of two thousand if you're a male and you're tall and those types of things. But it, this does not apply, this is really important. The amount of calories you need is different for everybody. So when you have a generality mentioned to you that all women five foot two should have 1500 calories to lose weight, it's just not accurate. So how do you make it accurate? Well, it's still hard because you can use devices. In fact, there's a device I promote, a breathing device that measures your CO2 uh, output and you, you, you breathe into each day. It's by Lumen, you can check it out at lumen.me, that's L-U-M-E-N dot M-E, and I am an affiliate for them, so if you actually go there and you love the device and you want to purchase it, if you enter the promo code DIETDAD, you can get 30% off your purchase, which I think is a pretty good deal. But I'm not here to really promote that, I'm just here to mention that there are devices that can measure your metabolism, basically and they're out there and they're they're cool, they're fun to use, especially a product like Lumens, kind of cool and sleek and it does provide valuable information. I use it every day. I love it. But most people just don't use devices like that or have the ability to dunk themselves underwater and hold their breath and go to a, you know, go to a a place that does that and pay them hundreds if not thousands of dollars to analyze their basal metabolic rate and use indirect calorimetry, calorimetry to see what their metabolism is and to come to a conclusion as to how many calories they need at rest, which is what I'm talking about here. So how many calories you need if you didn't get out of bed every day? Um, technically, if you know that number, and then you do, and then you, of course, add in for your activity, then you can come up with at least a few hundred calories less each day to lose weight. But again, back to problems. The problem with that is how do you assess your activity you can put moderate, you can put sedentary, you can put very active, but there's no perfect way of knowing just how active you are, and you may not be active the same every day. See how it gets so complicated? So what do we do about it? Well, first let me tell you a quick, kind of cool idea that you can do, and let me jump into something that's going to take more work, effort, and time, which of course always usually ends up paying off better. The quick easy one is just, just you're living your life, you're exercising when you exercise, and you're eating when you're eating. You just continue doing all the things you normally do, and every time you eat, you simply subtract the amount of food you eat by about 25%. So you still eat the same foods you would have eaten anyway. Hopefully, you're, you know, the placebo effect may kick in because you know you're kind of trying to lose weight, so you might change, the you know, what you're eating. But if you just kind of decrease every time you eat by about 25% and don't change a thing, you should end up losing weight doing that. But what's the long-term solution? What's something that would probably stick with you longer? Not that the first, the first idea actually is a good long-term solution if you follow it. But my second solution for you is to just pick a number that you think your caloric intake has been at for a while, a couple of months, maybe even just a couple of weeks, and then you're gonna have to just guess. So you're gonna take a number. Let's say you think you're eating two thousand calories a day. You've been eating around that, maybe eighteen hundred to twenty-two hundred a day for the last six months, and you haven't lost any weight. So what you're going to do is you're going to just go about sixteen to 1,700, 1,800 calories a day where you where you count them and you know what you're eating pretty well. And then you see over a month that that results in a little bit of weight loss. Of course, exercise as well. If you haven't been exercising at all and now you start, of course, get into a little bit of exercise, maybe start at four or five days a week and, and stick at that 1,800 calorie intake a day. And in a month, let's say you've been eating 2,000, 2,100, you probably will see about 2 to 4 pounds of weight loss. Now, of course, if you see, um, and this all depends on how much you weigh, so so bear with me here, but if you see 10 pounds of weight loss or 15, then you know what's most likely been happening is you've most likely been consuming 3,000 calories a day or 4,000 calories a day, something a lot higher than you thought. So that's great. I mean, if you if you lose a massive amount of weight doing that, and that 1,800 calorie level for you is comfortable, it's a little bit challenging, but you're able to stick with those parameters, then beautiful. So you you can see yourself dropping weight. Of course, at a certain point, the weight loss will slow down and you have to figure out a way to continue. But That's, again, for another podcast. But what if you don't lose weight? What if you do that for a month and you see no weight loss? Okay, well, now we have good data. We have good information to go by so we can say well listen were you hungrier were you depriving yourself or were you comfortable you were comfortable great let's go down another 100 to 200 calories a day and let's let's see if your body responds to that and then we so we gradually lower the calories we gradually increase the exercise and we start to see patterns develop where weight loss occurs and i should also say that i'm not a huge fan of weight loss i'm a huge fan of fat loss but again it's hard to measure but you're going to initially see weight loss here And you're gonna start noticing that, that trend without feeling completely starved, deprived, only on protein, no carbs. This, it it takes patience, it takes time. You're in it for the long run. Okay, so that's good information. Now let's swing our attention over back to protein. Um, If you follow me, you know I'm big on protein. Of course, everybody in the weight loss industry should be. I'm big on fiber and I'm big on water. So let's say you're not somebody that knows how to count calories very well. You hate doing it. It's just not your thing, and I, I totally understand that. So if that's you, we can, we can look at just protein intake, and we can still get results if you are diligent in just counting your protein. Now for protein grams a day versus calories, we do have some better calculations, better ways of, of coming to a, a number that you probably need. Again, it's not perfect, but it's definitely something that I have seen that works for many of my clients and patients over the years. When I figure out how many grams of protein a day they need and when they meet those numbers, you typically see really good weight loss. And they don't even count calories sometimes. So how do you determine your number? Okay, this is simple but not simple. First of all, you have to know how many Kilograms you weigh not pounds. So you have to take your current weight. I'm going to use myself as an example here I'm about two hundred and fifteen pounds. I'm going to divide that by 2.2 That gives me a weight in kilograms of 97 kilograms So we're going to take that number now that you know that number and we're going to multiply that by a different divider depending on how active you are so this is where it gets a little bit tricky now I For me, it's easy. I go to the gym every single day. I'm very active. So I'm at the higher end of what I'm going to multiply that by because my needs for protein are going to be higher. So I'm multiplying mine by 1.5, which gives me a number of about 150 grams of protein a day. Now, for someone like me who doesn't have weight loss surgery, I don't have a small stomach, no problem. 150 grams, easy for me. In fact, I can get up to 200 to 250 grams of protein on some days. But I kind of do this for a living, so maybe it's easier for me. For somebody else, that might feel like a lot of protein. Um, but you have to compute your numbers. So let's say you weighed 80 kilograms, but you're not very active at all. If you're very sedentary, then you just leave it at that. You don't even multiply it by anything. You're 80, kilo, 80 grams of protein. If you're somewhat active, you might want to multiply it by about 1.2, which would push that up to about 100, 110 grams of protein a day. Now, I'm sure you've heard all the recommendations. It's always 60, 80 grams of protein for almost everybody. And yes, that's fine. You can get 60, 80 grams of protein, no problem. The problem is, though, that leaves a lot of room for carbs, the, the dreaded carbs. And the carbs are the ones that you can eat a lot of and not feel satisfied from them. So the calories from the carbs could be too high, and that's where it hurts your weight loss. So when you increase protein, which your body needs anyway, because I argue, I would argue most of you, unless you weigh like 110 pounds, 130, 40 pounds then you're, you know, you, 60 to 80 is fine. But for most of you, you're going to probably be, need more than 80 grams of protein a day based on the calculation I just told you, right? So you, you really want to try to increase your protein. It will automatically decrease your caloric intake because you're fuller longer, you're feeling satiated, you're having less cravings. And when you eat carbs, we want to be focusing on the fiber content of those carbs because fiber is also satiating and slows the blood sugar response. This is why the keys to weight loss are so much. They lie so much in protein and fiber, and then water. I'm not going to get into water in this podcast, but that's another huge one too. So that's the key for you. How much fiber do you need a day? For every thousand calories you consume, you should get at least 10 to 15 grams of fiber. So if you're you're looking at at least 25, 35 grams of fiber a day for most of us it would be great. So if you did the calculation, just generically let's say you're somebody that weighs 200 like me 215 pounds after you listen to this podcast i absolutely want you to make sure if you haven't been doing this look at your diet look at your intake and the proteins first look at that fiber content and see if you can make some small changes you don't have to make huge changes you're not going to lose 10 or 15 pounds in a month But these small changes, and they have to become easy for you, and they have to become consistent for you. And, I mean, understandably, you have to eat food, right? So you have to figure out what to eat, and you have to shop for it, and plan for it, and know. And that gets, that's a whole other podcast too, like, what are you going to eat? That's something that I'm really good at helping my clients with, so I know it's hard. But you can definitely do it on your own and figure that out. And there are already foods that you like, so... Sit down and write down your favorite protein sources. Sit down and write down your favorite fiber sources. And, and start to put together a list so that you can go shopping, and you can get what you need. I'm big on quick and easy, so just having the... I have smoked salmon in my fridge, I have hard-boiled eggs, you have, you have your beef jerky, you have your cottage cheese, your Greek yogurts, you have your fruits, your vegetables, these types of foods that most people eat anyway. So you don't have to make it hard, but you have to just understand each day of what you need to do for yourself before you do anything for anyone else. (laughs) If you forget and you focus on other people, then you're going to have a day where you felt like you fell short of what you needed to do. If you focus on yourself first, you will do what you need to do, you will be proud of yourself for doing it, and you'll be much happier to help everybody else in your life. That's huge. So it's about perspective, it's about priorities, okay? Okay. So I hope that helps you. Um, This podcast is about to end. So after you're done and close this out, if you can please write me a review. I'm telling you, it works wonders for spreading the word. If you could message me, if you could post my podcast anywhere and share it with somebody else and spread the word. I love doing this and I hope you get something out of it. Also, let me know. Um, Registered Dietitian Mike at gmail.com. Message me. Let me know what you thought of the podcast. If there's something of value you got out of it, so I know you're listening and I know you're changing your life because you listened. That really does help me. Okay. I'm looking forward to a great summer of tons more information for you, so stick with me. I'll be back in two weeks with another brand new podcast for you. Until then, have a great month of May. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results.